Welcome back to History Fashion Update. I'm your host, Emily, and today we're covering how dresses, specifically dresses, have changed over time, and how that connects to the real world today. Let's start with time periods like last episode. From the Roaring Twenties to World War II, women's fashion moved from the shorter, calf-revealing dresses of flapper style to lowered hemlines and Hollywood glam. Simplicity was driving trend was simplicity was the driving trend of women's fashion of the 1920s with the development of a of convenient and modern styles that rejected formality and multiple layers in favor of comfort and more natural effect the tubular do not blame me i don't like this wording either but it's the best one i had look of la garcon fashion dominated much of of the decade then was typified by the flapper dress which had dropped waistlines raised hemlines and was made from economical fabrics huh so good things not bad things coco chanel we all know who that is was a prominent designer at the time and helped to popularize this style the simple line of women's fashion during this period had flashes of androgyny and with uses of ties high waist trousers hats, and tailored dresses that resembled suits. Mixed in were feminine attributes and accessories such as a long string of pearls and a deep red pout colored on the lips. Yeah, no, I can't do red. Some evening dresses still remained long to the ground, of course, but many followed the popular hemline trends of day wear. With simplicity and construction was central to both day and evening wear, the latter would be more ornate, embellished in beadwork, embroidery, and sequins. Though La Garcon was one of the more popular designs of the decade, it was not the only one. Designer Jean Lanvin popularized a look that was opposite of the androgynous look, with the feminine and romantic dresses made of long, full skirts. Another popular trend was sportswear, one is daywear. You mean what people do nowadays? Which, up to that point, had been accessible for men, but not for women. Tennis was the most popular sport for women at the time, of course. And inspired fashion. Oh, cool. Tennis star Suzanne Langland's short-sleeved pleated tennis dress and bandeau led the embracing of wider trends of sleeves, knee-length shift dresses that were popular by the late 1920s. So people were like way back before 1960s, like in the last episode, we were in 1960s, 70s, and 80s. And then we moved up to like today and all that. Now we're back like before 1920s, so... We're going back to before our grandparents were probably even born, That's which was a while ago. Early in the decade, many women cut their hair into a bob, which if you had had any history class freshman year, you would know that was a popular style for women because it was easier to style. Hairstyles kept getting shorter throughout the decade, but like hemlines, as the decades grew to a close, women began to grow their hair long again, which as we can see in any history textbook, the cloak hat was the it accessory to accent those short hairstyles. I don't know what the hat looked like, sadly, but if it looked cute, I'd probably buy it. And we're back to preferences with styles, people. Culture refers to aspects of human-made elements, including tools, dresses, and media, in addition to values, attitudes, and norms. Heh? Even I don't understand this, and I wrote this, guys. I'm out of it today. Dress is a significant part of almost every culture, as more cultures have crossed the cultural have cross cultural contact. 
People began to change aspects of their cultures by incorporating aspects of different cultures they have come into contact with. This includes changes in dress. So, like, includes changes in, like, their wardrobe, like, I don't know, shorts, jeans, or who knows. Who knows at this point? The process of cultural change is often referred to as cultural authentication. Why did I stumble over that word? It should be noted, though, that there is a long history of forced assimilation, especially for Native or Indigenous communities in North America. That is, Native communities were forced to assimilate into European culture. Native people were not interested in incorporating European cultural elements. Culture is a system of learned behavior, patterns that are characteristics of the members of a society. Note the emphasis on the learning of behaviors or ways of doing things. Cultural... Culture is learned, and individuals learn culture through an ongoing process of socialization. Parents, families, schools, peers, and workplaces, for example, all socialize individuals into ways of doing things. So, sleeping during class? (laughs) Who knows? We find differences across cultures in in dress, language, food preferences, and other behaviors in part because these are learned behaviors, not knowledge that is innate, innate, instinctual, or determined by genetic programming. So we're getting psychology and science on this one. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Cultural patterns are characteristic behaviors and often include a complex array of choices. A culture may afford more than one way of doing the same thing, hence diversity and behaviors may be found in some aspects of any culture. Culture is a complex whole that includes knowledge, belief, art, morals, law, customs, and any other capabilities and habits that members of a society inquire. Linton emphasized that culture is a complex whole, a network of behaviors related to all aspects of life. I don't know who Linton is, but 1936? Ooh, that's far back, people. Dress is shaped by dress is shaped by and reflects many characteristics in any culture, so dress is a complex map of cultural characteristics cultural characteristics. Wow. I'm processing what I'm reading because I never knew this and I looked this up, I got my information and everything. Wow. That, that's all I have to say about this one. This this part. I am literally have no words right now. It's just mind-blowing how this works and everything. And so we're going to move on to colors. Color attracts attention, creates an emotional connection, and leads the consumer to the product. Okay. Color is often a primary reason why a person is attracted to and buys a particular item of clothing. A new t-shirt in a different color can help transform the look of a product year after year. Color captures the viewer's interest because it is both easily recognizable and distinctive. We often describe clothing in terms of color such as a blue suit. The study of color is a complex and involves light, vision, and pigment as well as science, technology, and art. In addition, colored pigment behaves differently than colored light. Although there are many models of color classification, 
The Munsell color system, with its numeric notation for each color, is widely used and accepted to describe color pigments and the color properties that relate to dress. So, color properties, that's it. I think that's like matching colors. I don't know, really, which I feel like I should know now because I'm doing a podcast over fashion, but I'm learning new stuff as I go to you guys. So, this is all like mind-blowing to me, actually. Materials. From serving as means of covering your body to beautifiers and even protection against harsh weather conditions, we cannot emphasize the importance of dresses. The fashion world has taken us through various stages of evolution of the dress, seeing it adapted from for different climate, for different climates and eras. Many styles have come and gone, with more still evolving, even though the pace might differ, even though the pace might differ. With inspirations taken from nature, culture, religion, climatic conditions, events, and a lot more, dresses keep on evolving. Like everything else, dresses fulfill a set purpose. Fortunately, history has preserved vital information about their evolution. We will first discuss the origins of the dress, and then how it has evolved. Experts believe the world's oldest dress is the Tarkin dress, made and worn in Egypt over 5,000 years ago. However, there is some evidence that dresses existed before this. We can trace the origin of these dresses back to the beginning of humanity when humans formed different social groups or tribes. These social groups grew into communities and even cities. The expansion led to need a distinguished one tribe from another, and dresses helped to do this. So dresses is how you could tell people apart back, like, thousands of years ago. What about twins? Could you tell them apart then, or could you not? Who knows? Mesopotamia, if you had anything with ancient civilization, history class, you knew about Mesopotamia, but you didn't know the fashion side because they didn't teach that. The Mesopotamian dresses began the fad. Fortunately, Mesopotamia has a lot of wool and significant fabrics for dressmaking. They mix wool with sheepskin to make all of their outfits, not just dresses. So you're literally wearing wool and you're wearing the skin of a sheep for clothes. Alright, anyway, Mesopotamian dresses covered the entire upper body, with most of the common garment being kanake. The people in Mesopotamia didn't just introduce dresses, they also added elaborate embroidery. Dang, so they made the dresses unique. But you want to bet the, like, half the dresses didn't look the same, like, they have, oh, similar pattern, but that one's a deeper blue than that one, or, oh my god, like, who knows? I don't know, we don't know. Egyptian dresses, like was talked about before we started getting on the ancient civilization parts of dresses. After the Mesopotamians, the Egyptian dresses followed. Due to the dry and hot climate of Egypt, Egyptians didn't make their dresses for the grandeur or in elaborate patterns. Clothes did not trend in Egypt, sadly. They were simply a means of covering up. Linen fiber from the stems of flax plants was the primary source of material for clothing. The wealthy and highly placed Egyptians added fabrics woven with beads and pleats. Their religious beliefs led to becoming customary to attach objects of worship to their dresses. Say, huh, now? Um, can I get a custom-made Egyptian dress? Like, I don't wear dresses a lot, but come on. That's got to be, like, really pretty. Minoan dresses. I've actually never learned about the Minoans, and I kind of want to know, just based off of this podcast. Minoan cultural dresses played a significant part in the dress history. The Minoans used dyed, dyed linen 
and wool produced locally to make their dresses. They also featured intricate patterns that they carefully created by both simple and complex weaving procedures and embroidery. So, basic dresses, basically. I just still want to learn about the culture because I haven't ever learned about these. I've learned a little bit about the next people, Greeks, which we all know about Greeks, at least a little bit. You've heard the word. There's no way you haven't. This is this part's really kind of short. The Greek dresses followed the significant difference compared to that of Mesopotamia, Egypt, and Manila. was their love for a range of vivid colors as well as comfort and functionality. Vivid colors are the thing that mean like purples, deep blues, like greens, all that stuff. And comfort, probably something that's not itchy, like it's comfortable, and you'd actually like wearing it here and there. And functional, like running, doing stuff, housework, chores, like everything that we do nowadays just in dresses or whatever they wore back then. Other dresses. Ancient times also saw Etruscan and Roman dresses. These dresses were remarkably similar to Greek dresses and identified the different social statuses of the wearer. Fabrics of ancient dresses. Wait, okay, so they're just similar to Greek dresses with the vivid colors, functionality, and embroidery and all that. Okay. But they identified different social statuses. See, my brain's not working. I'm completely blanking out on stuff I'm saying. Fabrics of ancient dresses. The early ages displayed similarities in fabrics and styles. According to historians, the most commonly used materials were sheer linen, animal skin, and silk. While social status and weather were major determining factors in fabric use and style, draped and tailored dresses took their places as most common fashion styles. The draped dresses were also quite suitable for warm climates, wrapping around the body, and not usually sewn. Tailored dresses, on the other hand, had to go through the process of being sewn. They were suitable for for, cold climates and sewn to fit the wearer. Tailored dresses ultimately led to the invention of bodycon and banded dresses. Not, okay, dress styles over the ages, so kind of coming to a close soon, guys. Not surprisingly, dress styles evolved over dras- evolved drastically over the years, decades, and even centuries. Beauty and elegance were paramount, with every occasion the season having its vari- varied exotic dress trends. Interestingly, dresses were evolving through the modification of specific parts of garments. Hence, trends came focusing on just the sleeves, necklines, waist, shoulders, or hems of the dresses. Early century designers created intricate designs, empire waist, and high necklines. Huh? I don't know what that means. There was also a combination of petticoats, which I know I've heard before. I know I've heard, I just can't think of where. And open-fronted dresses. Modesty was an underlying factor behind the creation of these styles, in which a lady should not show skin. Appropriate humility helped a woman find a suitable husband. No, 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 no. At the time, if a woman covered her skin, she was seen as more pure and innocent. What is this stupid stuff with dresses symbolizing purity and stuff? It's clothing. It is literally clothing. It doesn't, it represents emotions. It represents stuff, but doesn't represent purity and stuff. Here's the thing. It's clothing, people. It is literally clothing. Thankfully, and yet sadly, that is it for today's episode.
I hope you enjoyed and learned at least a little bit more and didn't fall asleep. If you did, I apologize for wasting your time. Bye.